This is Agents Influence Podcast. For female, the way that we function as moms, as spouses, as however you are in your life, taking that over into the insurance world can be difficult. I will never forget this. I had gone into a meeting and someone asked me if my husband would be joining me. It's kind of one of those moments of don't ask me what I can bring to the table. I bought this table. But that was basically how I felt in that moment. That changed the entire trajectory of me as a business owner. And I'm very fortunate it happened in the very first few weeks that I was an agency owner. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, your host, have been, always, and always will be. Uh, This is the podcast where we're trying to make forward momentum and change in the insurance industry by you telling me your ideas, you telling me your thoughts, and I'm going to do the best I can to tell the world what you have to say. And we're going to continue on today with uh, a special guest that we have. I know you've heard me talk about her in uh, prior podcasts, so I'm really excited to bring her. Um, We're going to be continuing on with the Young Agent series. Um, And right before I do, I want to get to a couple of things. Um, I want to just let everybody know that there's some exciting things happening here at Grow. Um, We are planning Grow Lab 2017. Uh, We are looking right now at two different times, sometime in the spring or probably right in the middle of the summer. Uh, We've got uh, exciting things going on that I'm dealing with two other parties uh, to try and coordinate and see which one's going to be best. So I just wanted to put that out there. Grow Lab 2017 um, is right around the corner. It will be. And uh, if, if you've heard anything from the other agents out there about what Grow Lab 2016 was, it was a unique experience. But let's get right on to this and continue on into our Young Agent series. Um, we are bringing in uh, Mrs. Erin uh, uh, Nutting. And she's Integrity Insurance, and she is the CEO, president, um, main agent, back, back, back support staff. She does everything just like we all do in our agency. She wears many hats. And welcome to the podcast, Miss Erin Nutting. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. This is obviously long overdue. Um, and uh, you guys will learn why because she is so busy of why this has been hard to do. But I think this is very fitting that we have you at this point in time. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this, Aaron. Thanks, thanks very much for, for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, it, it is definitely um, – it, it is good and fitting for this time. I'm, I'm working on some cool new things for young agents. So it is. It just it fit right in there. Well, cool. And see, and that's the beauty of this show. This is off the cuff. I don't even know those things that she's talking about, just as you <laughs> don't, listeners. So this is going to be good. So we'll get right into it. So uh, the the old first question of every time of the AI or the AI podcast is it uh, Are you an iPhone or a Droid user? Oh, iPhone user all day, all, every day, all day, every day. Love it. Ever had a Droid? No, I used to have one of those, uh, what do they call them now, crackberries, blackberries? (laughs) I used to have one of those a long time ago. Well, they but were. no, I am an iPhoneer. You know, and it's funny when you think about CrackBerry because people were like, "Oh my gosh, people are always on that thing." It's like crack to them, and now like everybody—that's like everybody has CrackBerry, I guess, in a way. No matter if you have an <laughs> iPhone or whatever, I mean, because we're all on there. If you remember, that wasn't a long time ago that when you saw somebody on their phone all the time, you're like, "Geez, Louise, what is going on with that person?" Now we all are that, are that people, you know. I mean, when you legitimately could run your business from a phone, you can't help but think, is that a little scary or is that, yeah, it's, it's, I am definitely on my phone all day. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what is the last app you've downloaded? Business, professional, just be having fun. What, what, what's the last app you've downloaded? Well, um, okay. So let's see the, probably it's been a while since I've downloaded an app. Um, but I think Slack messenger is probably the last app I downloaded and it's it's just a um it can be used for business and person personal but it's a neat way of um messaging real time and you can share files and 
follow-ups, et cetera. So now, let me, I think I heard photo. somebody talking at the Ivan's advisory board meeting, and like, am I correct? Is it searchable? Like, so like if you... It is. Yes, and it's kind of like instant messaging, right? It is. It's, it's instant messaging. You can create groups. You can uh, share files. You can search it. You That's... can search by name. You can search by, you know, keyword, whatever. Sweet. Okay, you know what? I heard about that, and that actually fell out of my brain and forgetting that I wanted to look into that. So thank you very much for that. That's the reason why yeah, I asked that question so that I can get feedback, uh, whether it's directly well, I didn't the app know or about not. it. Yeah. Yeah, How'd I didn't you find know about out? it until about a month ago. Um, actually, a good friend of mine um, shared it with me, and I was like, oh, this is really, this is way better than Facebook Messenger, way better, even even Skype Messenger. Yes. You know, they have their quirks, too. So, they do. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been new to me. I've really liked it. Um, and on the personal side, I think I think uh, my American Express app is probably the last app I downloaded on the personal side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that, that's a good thing and a bad thing because it means that we're spending money. But hey, that's why we mm -hmm. work and that's why we have uh, – but then again, as you're going to find out, she has uh, four kids. So well, there's there's probably a lot of reasons why we have to spend money. That's why we do what we do, don't we, Erin? That's, that's – as my son says, mom goes to work to buy presents. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So – Aaron, start out to let us get to know who you are. And before I also go into this, I, I want to apologize. Um, on my last podcast, you guys heard me coughing a lot, and I thought I was silencing that out. And so um, come to find out, my audio editor told me that you can't do that in the middle of a live session or it would mute her out. So just as a disclaimer, um, I've been trying to get over a cold for like the last month. If you hear me cough, I'm going to do my best to suppress it. But in order for this to continue on unedited, which I always want to bring him to you that way, I apologize for that. But anyway, sorry, Aaron, I forgot to do that because I felt a cough coming on. Um, could you go, yeah, ahead, no, no go ahead and explain, um, go back, take a step back to high school, college, whatever, and bring us forward to uh, now so we get to know who you are. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. So um, I went to high school here in Tucson, Arizona, and I'm, I'm still here. Um, I am originally from Boston, Massachusetts, so not really born and raised in Tucson, but been here for most of my life. So, you know, you kind of just adapt the the culture um never really wanted to grow up and become an insurance agent that was never something that was in my plan um I actually wanted I wanted to be um an attorney that was that was kind of the way that you know I always planned my life and wanted to go um so needless to say um going through high school graduating getting ready to make plans to go to college um I instead life threw me a curveball and said guess what you're going to be a mom instead Oh, wow. Oh, great. <laughs> so oh, wow. um, I was really young when I had my oldest. I was um, barely 19 and um, had her, and, and life just changed. So I decided to um, go ahead and start studying business, um, and I was going to go um, the business route instead of the high-demanding life of an attorney, which is quite ironic, to be honest with you, because <laughs> now I look at it, now I look at it, and I'm like, well, maybe they have a little bit more lack in their schedule than what I do. <laughs> That's true. I never really thought about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I haven't taken on golfing yet as an insurance agent, so I, I don't know that that <laughs> side of the lax, but I'm sure I'll get there. Um, so had um, had my daughter, was um, a single mom for quite some time, um, and then I really was blessed to have um, a state farm agent kind of take a chance on me. So um, I was 20 when I started my insurance career, and I was, I'll never forget it, I was like literally in what I like to call the dungeon, but I was in this like closet, it felt like, and all I did all day for eight hours was crank out calls, and I would market and cold call, and oh my God, I don't even think there was any artwork in the dungeon, wow. but um, it was just forever. Well, needless to say, they found out that I could sell. So slowly but surely, I moved my way out of the dungeon, moved my way into the office, and then um, I had a, another opportunity come up where State Farm said, we have a brand new, what, what they like to call TICA agents, um, which are agents basically that all they do, they're brand new, they don't even have their contract yet, um, all they need to do is sell policies. So they put me in that office to sell. So after State Farm went over to Allstate, and then I just said, you know what? I'm really tired of being loyal to a company and not being loyal to my clients. Ooh, I like so that. then I went ahead. 
you know, it's just, it's true though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're in, in the captive world, we have a client call and we immediately go on defense because we're trying to justify a rate increase or a policy change. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of endorsement changes that happened in Allstate when I was there. But now when I have a client call me or I get to call a client, I basically get to say, yeah, no problem. If it's a rate increase or we have a fix, let's just move you. So they're with me and I don't have to be loyal to one company. So that was kind of how Integrity Insurance was born. Um, I was nine months pregnant when I opened Integrity Insurance because as I always joke around and say, that is the best time to make all (laughs) major life decisions. So at nine months pregnant, um, my dad passed away the day before I opened my agency. And it was just, I mean, I have the mouth of a sailor, so I am toning it down for you. But it was just a crap show. It was just, it was unbelievable. But we, but we did it. Um, I opened it by myself with this like horrendous website that I, I won't even, in fact, it, we won't even joke about it because I'm sure Chris Langell still shakes his head. So we'll just go ahead and leave that as it. <laughs> <laughs> but we just did it and we, we hit it hard every day. And I just uh, sold and sold and sold and sold. And Literally so, nine months pregnant. We're, nine months pregnant, you say, yes. I'm just going to go on my own. Yes, my um, wow. my opening was November sixth, and my daughter was born December eighth. So I was wow. just at the nine month cut because, wow. you know. By the way, did you know that it's actually you're actually pregnant for ten months? Ten. Isn't that crazy? Yes, yes, yes. I remember that actually when uh, I had <laughs> mine that I found that out. But yes, it is. It really is because it's the nine month thing is what everybody thinks. But yeah. Um, yeah, liars. Because yeah. I guess I guess it's because once you get to the ten months, or most women they don't even get there, right? I think a lot of them kind of have it early, some have it late. So yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So 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 then so you started your agency, and how long ago was that? Um, our two year anniversary is like weeks away. Fantastic two year anniversary. Yeah. Now, now here's what we get a lot. Um, we get a lot of this that, you know, I got this a lot when I started the podcast. Um, it's It comes from a lot of the veteran agents out there, Aaron, who say, you know, what does she possibly know about the about the insurance industry? She's sure. she's a young agent. She's only been doing it for two years. She may have been in the business for, you know, however long she has been, but how dare she? I, I got this stuff all the time. And ironically enough, sure. that, that after you prove yourself, those are actually sometimes your biggest advocates going forward. But in the meantime, um, you know, I, I think it's it's funny when I hear people say that about certain agents. And I laugh if there's some listeners right now thinking that as they drive home um, uh, about Aaron because you have no idea the things that you've done, Aaron, uh, following you as I have. The things you've done, I know agents who have been in the business 15, 20, 25 years who are not even done anything close, and I want to pull that out of you as we go through this. But let me let's talk about integrity. So, was there any reason besides the as the reason why you you chose Integrity Insurance as the name? Um, a couple things. Um, I, as I'm sure we all have, um, have worked with agents that are not by the book. They, you know, and and. I don't believe in really the gray areas in insurance. I really, and and it's funny because black and white is my theme and by no means do I own that the colors, but it's funny how when you really um, throw out a brand presence, how it's, I mean, you should see my Facebook feed of people like, I saw this black and white and thought of you. Um, So I don't really believe in the gray area with insurance. I think that, you know, I've worked for agents and, and why the name integrity really came up was, I have seen and heard and been in offices where you see agents that are, you know, they have a vehicle in one zip code, but yet they're garaging it in another to get Mm -hmm. the policy and get the rate. And that is just not how I do business. So besides the business aspect of it, I believe that if you don't have integrity, then you really should not be in business at all. Um, If you don't have that, then you don't have anything. So for me, it's funny, I went between Integrity Insurance Services, I went from just integrity to throwing insurance, and then I went totally left spectrum and was like, well, what about elite? And then I'm like, yeah, no, and we just kept going back to integrity. So I just, it means so much to me in the struggles of my like 11 year insurance career um, and seeing 
terrible agents and working for agents that were not by the book, but it, that was the only thing I knew that if I had that, everything else would be fine. That's that's perfect because that is the truth. And I think a lot of people like to say that, but to actually live it and and do it, that's that's another thing. That is absolutely another thing. Oh, yeah, sure. So so if you guys are you're, if you happen to be sitting in that traffic bumper to bumper, only bumper to bumper, like you're not moving, or if you're at your desk, we really have people, Aaron, who tell me that they listen to this while they swim. I mean, seriously, it's it's wild with the, the feedback that I get, which I need to talk about some of that feedback that I get. You would not believe some of this uh, stuff that I get out there, loyal listeners, from you. Um, but if you go to IntegrityInsure.com, that would be IntegrityInsure.com, I want you to check this out because um, you you probably already realized the class that she has um, and the class that her agent's been it's oozed over into her agency but uh, you know you guys have also heard me talk about because when you get there you're gonna be like wow this is a very nice well easy to use website because who did your website Aaron? Oh, well I'm sure it's no surprise um, <laughs> Chris Langell at Advisor Evolved um, it, just so happens to be one of my very best friends. Um, he did my website and I actually, I, I have to admit, and he'll probably remember and think this is hilarious. Um, but when I originally, that was not the first website that he made for me. Um, the first website that he made was integrityandheal.com, which is oh. my personal blog. So um, that okay. is actually the first one he made. And then he kind of, you know, gave me some crap for a little while and was like, you're, your business website is less than par. And so I, you know, you know, I went, go back and forth and um, for the longest time, I'm a brand new agent, right? So I'm like, God, you know, I just don't know if I can afford, you know, things. I don't know if I can afford this. I was terrified just because of the unknown. And um, it, yeah, so needless to say, it was, it was, you know, just so funny seeing it come together. And then once it finally was now, um, I'm, I'm probably his biggest fan and his, you know, biggest advocate in that there, there is no replacement for if I go to someone's business and I'm one way and I look one way and I like my tone is one way and then you go on and see this awful website, my brand consistency is shot. It so is. that was the one thing that, you know, Chris killed it in that he basically put me in a website and that was, you know, it, it was just it was so cool, so cool. No, it is cool and I mean, it's just... You know, and it's he's everything because, and I don't want to say everything because no one can be that. But he almost is in the fact that he's a great designer. He's got a great eye for how to lay things out and understanding the consumer and what they want to see. But yet, also from your side, trying to build that brand to, as you just said, because he speaks of it all the time, using that voice simultaneously through all the different uh, different areas and places that they can find you, whether it's Facebook, your website, or whatever. And I, I really just think he's mm-hmm. done great so it's fantastic but he has. so so and I think he's if I'm correct he's also been there and not only that but to help you build that brand of that brings all that together yes you know and and you joke saying he's everything but he really I mean ultimately I yeah. I owe that man probably more than I give him credit for because he has taught me so much in the time that I have just even known him, let alone do business with him, um, in that your branding consistency is everything. Your branding perception is everything. But then on top of that, finding the void between what you have currently, what you're lacking, and then bringing them all together, those are things that you might have an idea in your head, but until you can actually talk to someone out loud, and that's what he does for me, in that I can't tell you the amount of crazy ideas and website domains and all these things that we own because we have all these things that we've spit out that we're like, meh, maybe we'll do that next year. Right. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. But I mean, I know we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, but he is in every way, shape or form the my other half for Arizona Wedding Insurance. So um, if it wasn't for him and, and doing what we did together, that would never have been born. Yes, and that's, that's where we're gonna go next, so because it's what I always talk about. I can never, I will never forget. If you can, please, while I'm telling this short story, go to ArizonaWeddingInsurance.com, ArizonaWeddingInsurance.com. One of, I mean, literally, hands down, this is not a Trumpism. It is the best, it is the greatest branding website I've ever seen. And so big, it it really, truly is. And I will never forget 
I don't know if it was about a year ago, I guess. It was right as it came out. And, you know, I always follow Chris and he hangs out with all of us. And, and so he, he mm-hmm. said, check this website out. I went there. And I literally, when I first went there, and there's a lady running down the path, you know, and I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of women that can totally relate to that. But as I went and scrolled through, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I like how clean, I like how simple uh-huh. this is. And then I hit that video that you guys had done, and I was just like, Aaron, this is, this is one of the best branding I've ever seen in my entire life. And so I encourage all the listeners to, to go look at this. And once again, here's the deal. This isn't uh, an advertisement for Chris because you know what, Aaron, I talk about him literally on every one of my podcasts. Um, and, and, and well, that reason- makes like both of us. I talk, I feel like I talk about him every day. So <laughs> I know, I know. And he's just, he's so talented. So, but here's the point. It, I mean, this wed- Arizona wedding insurance, I mean, what's the reason behind this? Why, how, how, how did that come about in a talk and, and what are you doing with this? This is the funniest story because this is a true testament. And again, we can just label this podcast, the, the Chris Langell half <laughs> podcast that he wasn't that he wasn't involved in, but he semi was involved in. Um, <laughs> it's true though. Um, in fact, um, you have another uh, Michelle uh, Moser. Yep. She mm-hmm. she dubs herself the president of his fan club. But I think after this podcast, I can take my title back <laughs> after that. Okay. So um, this is the funniest um, story. In fact, I probably would say about June of last year. Um, I was on the phone with a referral from a captive agent because, you know, those are always fun when you get to do those. Um, and I had this bride who, and if you've ever talked to a bride before, they are a different type of breed. They are excited about life. Everything is sunshine and roses. Everything is diamonds and Tiffany boxes. And they are just fun. And I'm going to be very honest. I don't even really like to talk to, cli- to talk to clients that much. It's not my thing. I have met less than 3% of my clients because my demographic is millennials and we're completely automated and we do everything online. So for me to be on the phone with somebody for 40 minutes, it is a big deal. So this lady called in, we're chatting, you know, up a storm. We do a special event liability policy for her. I use the Travelers Protect program to do some extra coverage for her wedding, et cetera. Go through it. I get off the phone with her. About a week later, I would put in a follow-up to call her after her honeymoon and say, hey, you know, let's take a look and let's get the rest of the household. Um, the other captive agent, I make a big deal. If you're going to get agents, um, referrals from captive agents, you need to make sure not to pillage their household if they are with them. But this just so happened, she was not. So um, about a week later, I put a follow-up in. Well, no joke, this bride called me on Monday after her honeymoon. I didn't even get a chance to call her. And she called me and said, hey, I want to thank you. You know, I followed your Pinterest on, um, on you know, Pinterest.com. And she goes, you know, and I loved working with you. Can you quote my autos, my home, my umbrella? Now we've got a big rock in the household. So I got her entire household. But then on top of that, Jason, I got her mother-in-laws, her parents, and I got her, um, I think it was, her husband's best man or her maid of honor, one of those two. From that one person and that one experience, I had over $15,000 in premium. So I was just, I know, it's one of those like hands down crazy moments. So I was just kind of, you know, as normal as I mentioned, he's one of my very best friends. So I'm just kind of telling him, hey, listen, this is what, I think I'm missing something. What am I missing? And he's like, oh my God, this is, are you saying what I think you're saying? And I'm like, yes. I, I, I feel like, like, what if we did something like a niche? And I kid you not, we talked about it the first week of July. He was out here in August for a digital domination um, presentation slash Arizona wedding insurance planning. And by the time my first year anniversary came up for integrity, it was actually done before that, but we in true Aaron fashion, we wanted to go ahead and like kind of tease it a little bit. So um, it was launched that first week of November. So we had the idea in July, developed the entire brand, and in the first week of November, we launched it. Bam. It was crazy. That is great. And and so so how's it been since? Unbelievable. And so a lot of people are like, well, what are you doing with it, right? So people, when they think of a niche market, and I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm getting some stuff ready for some young agents. I have a conference next month in North Carolina. This is the big topic that I'm going to be talking about. When people think of niche marketing, they aren't, they're thinking so small scale, 
that they're limiting themselves to like one specific type of business. Yes. Well, a true, a true, true niche market should not limit you. It should just be another vehicle to get you the rest of the business. Yes. Oh, preach it girl from the highest mountain. (laughs) Arizona wedding insurance truly is just to make the bride because we, and of course we did research before we launched the website. And I have a funny story about that girl running through the forest in a minute. But um, we did the research and when you're a bride and you search wedding insurance, literally there was nothing out there, nothing. You would get one, maybe two on Google. And when you pull up the website, it was like gray and blue. And it looked like some 95 year old man in a dungeon is gonna sell you a special events policy. Well, if I'm a bride and I see that, I'm gonna be like, well, I don't know if this is actually what I need. Is right. this what I need? When you go to Arizona Wedding Insurance, and, and we don't just own ArizonaWeddingInsurance.com, we have CaliforniaWeddingInsurance.com. Slowly but surely, you're gonna start seeing the other states pop up because we do have all of those as well. Um, but what you're seeing is someone pull up a website, they see the beautiful, and that is a custom site that is not you know any kind of theme or anything like, he actually built that site raw. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you see it and you're like, oh yes, this is definitely what I need because I was asked to have wedding insurance or liability insurance and this person, this place knows what I need. So I write the wedding, but it's just a vehicle. It's just to get them in the door so that way I can get the rest of everything, developing the relationship. But because I look like, and you know, Chris says this all the time, because I look like and I am an authority in my niche, they know that I know what I'm talking about, so then they trust me to get the rest of the stuff. Absolutely, that's perfect, that's perfect. That is Marketing 101, and we've always heard and we've been told, you know, the more policies that you have, the better your retention, and we all know that stuff, but then we're like, yeah, that's a good point, da 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 and then we go back to our office and what the customer's willing to give us, that's all we take. Now, when the customer happens to give us four or five or six policies, at that point in time, that's when we come back out and say, yep, I'm just doing what I was taught. I'm trying to get as many policies as I can to keep them, in, uh, keep them retained, but yet, that's only because that customer offered it to him. And I love your thought. Your plan of action is, is where can I be the niche and then be that so great I'm coming in to get them. And and like you said, and I think you would agree, like if you did nothing but just sell wedding insurance policies, I'm pretty sure you could probably be successful at it. But you would have to sell a lot of those things. But a the, ton. A ton. But that's just the yeah, bait. Nobody, that's I mean, just the quote unquote bait though. Yes. And Mm -hmm. the thing about Arizona wedding insurance that we kind of did uniquely is we didn't limit it to just brides. So if you're on the website and people are looking, there's going to be two tabs there. There's going to be the one for if you are a bride, and then there's going to be the one for if you are a vendor having anything to do with a special day. So now you open up your commercial world. Now, the reason that this was so huge is because when you think wedding, you think of everything that goes into a wedding, photographers, um, bakers, cakes, et cetera. But the thing is, is you need to be able to become such a presence in that world that people put you in other places that you have no business being in. So for example, I'm in a Facebook group called the Rising Tide Society. The only people who can get in that group are wedding vendors. Now, am I a wedding vendor? Not really, but kind of, because I own Arizona Wedding Insurance. So now, whenever anyone says anything about Um, I get so much business from that Facebook group, from that site, because I am the only one, the only one out of, I think it's like 2,500 members who does anything with insurance. So if you have a lady on there who, um, you know, they have what, you know, what going on, a photographer, I read a lot of photographers. Um, She wants to know, you know, they have a venue who's requiring her to carry something. I just pop right on in there or people tag me. So otherwise, if it wasn't for Arizona Wedding Insurance, I would have no business being in there and I would not be allowed in there because my presence, my brand didn't convey that I had business in there. Booyah, booyah. Um, and, and, and I just I just absolutely love this because there's a lot of listeners that you're, you're listening to this and you're hearing about these little things, these special events policies, these these wedding uh, wedding event policies. And here's the thing is that you've thought to yourself like, I need to start being a niche and I need to do, and, and even though... I, Jason, what I really like about this podcast is is I'm hearing Aaron say 
the things that I've been thinking about for a long time. And that's that's the key. Notice what she said. They were talking about it in July and literally it went live in November. And it wasn't, yes, yeah. yes, it is your personality as well, Aaron. But it was the fact that Aaron said, I can't do this myself. I need somebody else Correct. to help me. And, um, and I need someone to sometimes just push me when I just want to quit. And I think that, um, once again, we're going to throw out there with Chris because I have seen some other branding experts and they are pretty good, but they're not on this level by no means. And here's the other thing. We're not going to talk about it, Aaron, because that we'll leave it up to Chris. But am I correct that his <laughs> when you look at what he does and then you call him and you say, hey, how much would that cost for that to be done with me? I think he underprices himself. I really, really do. I'm like, dude, are you serious? He is so... He's so, um, you know, and I've actually had people say to me like, oh, I pay $850 for a website. I'm like, are you, are you for real? Your website looks like garbage and you pay $850. You're insane. Um, no, he is so unbelievably underpriced Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that people have no idea what they're missing. And and truthfully, you're right. I, I could not have done Arizona wedding insurance alone. In fact, mm. I feel like I um, should maybe send him like residuals, perhaps, um, because <laughs> it was just it, it was so quick. And it is we when we have an idea, we don't sit on it, we go. And so I think that is probably for those agents who are out there thinking about doing a niche market or they're thinking that they want to do this. Then I'm going to be very bold right now and say, if you have not thought about it to the point in which you need to take action, then it's probably not a niche for you. Um, no one can do wedding insurance like I can. So I that was the that was the level that we went in. And you know we've had some we've had some people now since you know I've I've launched Arizona Wedding Insurance and it's gotten so much buzz and attention and notoriety that we've had people try. But let's be real for for five seconds. If you are not your niche, if you can't relate to your niche and you can't know everything about it then you need to stop thinking about it and move on with your life and do something else. Because if you can't live your niche, then it's not going to be successful. Before we move on off of this subject, you want to tell us that story about the uh, lady on the front of the... Oh, the video? Uh, oh, yeah, that's video. hilarious. Um, so I get a text message from um, Chris. I'm on my way home. Um, we, we were featured on the news last year, which is crazy. In July, Integrity was on the news. And so I get a text when I'm on my way home. I want to say it was like a week or two later. And he's like, hey, I did something really cool on the website. I was like, all right, bro, let me look at it when I get home. So I look at it, and I don't know if I forgot to message him or what the case was, but he messages me back. He goes, um, that cost me 80 bucks. You better like it. I was like, damn it, you're right. Like, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. And so at first, I actually had like lukewarm feelings about the video, but in fact, it like made the whole entire website. So it's just a true testament. People think that I'm a branding expert, but look at what happened. And I was unsure about something, but because he was able to input and take the reins, it just, it made the whole entire site. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you uh, initially though, being honest as you're being with us, you really didn't like this at first, this video right here on the homepage. No, I was, I was slightly, um, distracted. I was wow. like, what is happening here? Why is what? she running through? I see, don't understand it. See, you're, you're, this is so good, Aaron. You're giving so much value right here. Here's another case of some, someone who was super successful at something, but, but pushed back and initially because someone outside was seeing it from a different perspective than Aaron was. And it's really, in my opinion, one of my favorite parts besides the uh, professional I video know. you had made. I think that's awesome, but this is yeah, like, totally cool. perfect. It's so inviting. I mean, she's happy it's the sunlight the you know her hair's bouncing I mean she just looks exciting excited and happy and I think if I'm a bride and I come here I mean that you want you want that to be you you know what I mean you want that to right. be you so that is so awesome yep. that is this great so okay we'll get it's off funny, our Chris we'll get off our Chris bandwagon because he's awesome and basically I think I'm gonna have to call him and charge him because we just sponsored him for 30 minutes so let me let me let's let's move, let's, let's move this let's move this for a minute because I'm gonna I'm gonna come off the uh, I'm gonna come off the cuff here uh, once again None of these uh, questions have been planned. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Is it easy being a woman in insurance? Well, that's, that's loaded mm-hmm. um, because, because truthfully, I want to say yes, um, but not for the reasons most people probably think. Um, the reason I say it's difficult um, or challenging or even we get a little bit of um, 
let, let's just say judgment at some point and, and not to like turn off the guys here. I mean, my God, it, everyone is equal in this business. No, but I want to, I want to talk my, about women from your point. Go ahead. Don't, don't yeah. hold back. Don't, okay. I won't, I won't, I'll, okay. I'll let it rip. Mm-hmm. Um, Females in the insurance business are fairly new. We're not, we haven't been around forever. You know, you think about, I think the stereotype of insurance agents is, you know, just older, middle-aged, you know, dudes on the golf course driving around a golf cart. And so when females come into the mix, we have a hard time fitting into the stereotype that's been created for insurance agents. Um, My biggest struggle when I started was um, the fact that I was nine months pregnant. And the fact that I was a female, I was brand new to the independent world. Um, yeah, sure, I had like, you know, nine, 10 years of insurance agency background, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean squat when you mm-hmm. come into the independent world. Um, so my biggest struggle and why I feel it's a struggle is because there's no plan. There's no plan as a female when you're a mom, when you're a wife, or when you're, you know, you're, you have a significant other, or you know, you're in whatever situation you're in, the balance word, I hate that word. I hate it so, so much. Um, it doesn't exist. And I know there's a lot of people out there who say you need to find balance in your life. And I'm actually in the middle of writing a blog right now, completely quashing that. But for a female, the way that we function as moms, as spouses, as you know, uh, however you are in your life, taking that over into the insurance world can be difficult. And I think um, like when I go and I, I, we'll never forget this. I had gone into um, a a meeting and someone asked me if my husband would be joining me and I will never forget. Oh yes. It's kind of one of those moments of, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where they say, you know, don't ask me what I can bring to the table. I bought this table. I don't know if you've seen that. (laughs) No, I haven't, but But that's great. That's great. But that was basically how I felt in that moment. That changed the entire trajectory of me as a business owner. And I'm very fortunate it happened in the very first few weeks that I was an agency owner because it just kicked my butt um, into gear. So now when um, I'm big on thinking like a millionaire is free. So when you go into a room, if you don't look like you own that room, then you're not gonna succeed. And that's probably my biggest advice for any female business owners is you have to be prepared that every time you walk into that room, everyone else is gonna look at you like you don't own it but every single time you have to show up as if you do. So it's so incredibly difficult um, when you, when you go into a um, a world predominantly still run by men um, to just have that, Hey, I own, I own this place kind of thing. Wow. Yes. And that, that, uh, that, that's, that's great. That is great. Do you feel as if it's sometimes easier for you to get into accounts like so much like to the consumer? Do you think that the consumer wants to deal with me any more than they want to deal with you or vice versa? What's your thoughts on that? Oh boy, that's tough. Um, I'm not really, um, a gender. I feel like I know my stuff and I feel like, you know, your stuff. So as far as me getting more accounts or you getting more accounts or like if there's a type of consumer who would be more apt to purchasing for me or you, I actually really don't um, believe that. Okay, I cool. feel like um, being educated and knowing that if you don't know an answer to a question, letting them know that you're going to find an answer. But there's no room for ums, I'm not sure, let me, you know, there's, be confident. So if you're confident, whether you're a female or a male, I feel like you, you have, um, will have success in gaining an account. So I have a uh, presentation that I do. I did it in, for in Texas a couple months ago, and and it really it, I love it because it's not a presentation I do a lot, but it's it's uh, I I briefly talk about the three things that you need to do in the future um, to be successful. One of them is being niche, and the others being so and mm-hmm. being digital and all that. But one of them is is understanding that women are the future. And it's really funny when mm-hmm. you do that because literally like 5 to 10% of the people in the room are women and all the rest yeah. are um, what we call male, stale, and pale. And so I think yeah. that the, the and you know, and that wasn't me. It was actually an agent of about 40 years. Uh, he was actually the chairman of the big eye. He's the one who said that just for a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I didn't come up with that. So um, he, he um, you know, the thing, the thing is that I, that I love about that is, is that, you know, we're even seeing it like even in the presidential uh, race. We're seeing it in different things. Yep. And we're starting to, I say this a lot, I believe that over the next 230 years in our history, there will be more women presidents 
then there will be men presidents. It will be completely opposite of with that because it just becomes we're a society of caring, we're a, a society of sharing, we're a society of you need to be able to multitask. Um, there are so many different characteristics um, of who we are as a society and when you match up those characteristics with a man versus a woman. Now I do agree, we're not trying to say that one's better than the other, but I think that sure. for us to sit here and say that this has not been a man-dominated society for the last 3,000 years versus what we can see in the future, I think you'd be a little bit uh, naive to, to say, well, why are you making this dominate? It's funny. No one ever thinks that we're, that we're bringing up um, gender as long as we're talking just about men. But all of a sudden, when you talk about right. women and men, all of a sudden, they say, you'll hear especially men say, well, why do you always have to make it a gender issue? Well, it's always been a gender issue. Yeah, isn't it's that funny? It's always yeah. been a gender issue. It just has to be that the other gender now gets to stand up. So, and you know, one of the reasons why I feel that way, um, and I explained this in my presentation, is I was raised by a single woman. I mean, I really was. She had three kids. My mom never had a job in her entire life. She got, she um, was pregnant with me when she was 18 years old. My dad was wow. uh, what my dad was very. Um, uh, he was uh, he was an executive for Boeing, so he did really well for himself. And then um, he did well for us. And then he literally um, one day called my mom and just he was on a on a business trip and he said, "Hey, I'm not coming home. I found my ex girlfriend uh, from high school." And I'm not coming home. And here she was at the age of, I think uh, she was probably about 26, 27, never had a job. She's got three kids. She she, she has nothing. Whoa. Yeah. And so I got, the, I got to see um, someone take uh, 69, uh, that's a terrible number as an example. I still, I got to see somebody <laughs> take 75 cents and make it a dollar 20 every day, you know? And, yeah. and it was, uh, that's incredible. It, it really was. And so anyways, going back onto that, it, it goes back to, um, I feel as if that women are, are very, very important. And, you know, even Ryan Hanley talks about it. He's the one who also, he agreed him and I, we think alike cause we talk about this stuff a lot and, and it's, and it's, and it is the future. And, and I think that they're one of the mm-hmm. most important things that can happen in our agency. Um, just not um, because it, once again it's how we deal with society and I think that that's a plus so so I, I, I do I do uh, kudos to you and kudos to you for for being Thanks. as successful as, as you have been um, so what do you see what I mean where where do you see integrity where do you see Arizona wedding insurance where do you see Aaron in five to ten years you know um, the last year of my life has been um, Unreal, the amount of passion and hard work and and struggle in my agency, um, just trying to find me and who I am. Um, you know, i'm I'm young, I'm thirty one, and I have four kids, and uh, trying to figure out how not to lose myself in between a business, um, being a mom, being a friend. You know, a trying trying to find myself in a you know I've, I don't know if you've ever had the a moment of what the heck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, oh no. That was that was yeah that was the last year year and a half of my life, and you know a lot of amazing things have happened in the last year year and a half of my life. I've made some amazing friends and some amazing relationships, and you know so for me to say that I know where I'm going to be in the next five years is crazy, but where I would like to be in the next five years is um, Arizona Wedding Insurance uh, to be franchised um, among every state. Um, I would love, love, love to be um, the only option for wedding insurance, you know, not to say I'm gonna create a monopoly here, but I would, I would that is my idea. And that is what the prep work that um, we had to put in place in order to do that, you know, trademarking and copywriting and all those fun things that you have to kind of put in the legwork early so that way someone doesn't come in and, and take your idea. So um, Arizona Wedding Insurance, I I see in five years completely dominating the brand um, integrity, to be quite honest. Um, but integrity um, will always be my baby. That's just this this company has made me into um, a better person, and everything I've done with it has made me into um, just a better business owner in general. So I think integrity. I write in over forty states. So for me. Um, I would love to see it across the country. I would love to see some satellite offices. I would love to have some producers throughout the, you know, throughout integrity, the Integrity, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Integrity Insurance writes in over 40 states, so you have licenses? That's correct. Oh my so gosh. So I have licenses in my in my primary states, um, but I also, um, I function through um, an MGA, 
So that way I, I pay them a portion of my commission. So that way I can write in those states that I'm not licensed. Gotcha. Um, it was worth it for me because here in Arizona, I don't know if you're familiar, but we have a lot of, um, we call them winter visitors. That is the politically correct way to say that. But um, we have a lot of winter visitors. So what I was struggling with is I have to refer business out to other agents. Why? That's so dumb. So for me, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's blow this up. So I went through an MGA for the states that I'm not licensed in as well. So that way I can um, utilize them to write business and still get most of the commission in like states like New Hampshire or states like Texas, you know, things like that. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so the next five years, integrity will just continue to plug along and, and go strong. And um, I would love, love, love to have like a second home somewhere in the United States. I think that would be fun to be yeah. able to do some traveling. Yes, traveling is important to me. That That is huge. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, is there anything you want to wrap it up with? I mean, here, here's here. Let me give you a, a couple of nuggets to think about. If you, I mean, as you wrap it up and just, you know, I, I appreciate you being open and honest with all this information. It's what young agents need. Can you kind of, I mean, what are some, maybe can you give some small bits of some things you did that maybe you weren't so successful yeah. on? That you were kind of like, hey, this is oh what God, I did. And many. oh my God, this was like a nosedive. You know, uh, what are some of those? Yeah, let's talk about those because, oh God. Um, so every young agent, when you're starting out, you need to keep overhead costs down, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't. you come from the captive world, they throw staff at you, they throw office space, they throw all this crap at you. You don't need it. Don't do it. Don't invest in it. Don't, if, if you can function out of your home office, or in my case, my master bedroom, for however long, do it and don't be afraid of it. Something I was not so successful with is, is I have shiny object syndrome, like real bad, really bad. So when I started, I needed the best. I needed the best of the best. And then before you know it, you're now struggling because as an, a new agency owner, your pay is like up and down and sideways. Mm -hmm. So had I not had a secondary income at that time, I would have been toast. So my biggest suggestion for an agent going scratch um, as I did, new agent, regardless of your age, do not get caught up in the stuff that you need. You must, must, must grow with your brand. Yes, yes, and I like that. And so, you know, and it's one thing that was really amazing. I want to stop you real quick for a second there. I was reading this book on yeah. entrepreneurship, and after doing actual scientific studies, they were shown that the actual most successful per, um, entrepreneurs today actually had two or three jobs at the beginning um, uh, when they were creating mm -hmm. their idea. Now, see, that's against what popular belief is, is that if you believe in something, you should give it up and just go full bore to it. That's actually been scientifically proven wrong upon studying the top 100 most um, successful entrepreneurs according to Forbes magazine um, for the year of 2013 because when I read this book that's what they remarked back to and I thought that was really amazing and so you're you're kind of living that you're kind of or you lived that yeah. and is saying you know don't feel as if well I can't afford to go I mean when I went completely on my own I, I had other things that I was possibly doing so I like that I, I do like that that is so key also on those overhead expenses oh my gosh that's so, so key. And also, as yep. you said, we did not talk about that earlier, but your agency is basically, I mean, tell us what that agency looks like. Is it just you and you said your master bedroom? You want to kind of give them a visual of what your agency looks like? Isn't that so funny? Is that <laughs> So for me, I've definitely grown in the last two years, thank God, tech-wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is me functioning very at a, at a high level, we'll just say. In fact, I posted a picture on my Instagram yesterday um, the, of my three giant monitors and my phone and a box of pizza because that is literally <laughs> my life. Um, but yes, I opened my agency in the corner and I have, a, I'm very fortunate to have a large master bedroom, but I opened my agency in the corner of my master bedroom, which is so funny because if you look at me via webcam, you would never know that that was, that that's where I was. Yeah. Um, and that works pretty but, well. You're still there. Uh, okay. Let's talk about that. Um, I hate it. I actually don't like it. I don't like working out of my home, um, but I do it because it's what my agency needs to be successful right now. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Um, I don't like it though because um, I don't stop. So what happens for me is when I get ready to go to bed at night or when I get uh, up in the morning, the first thing I see, and this is probably one of my nuggets that I didn't, you know, that I struggle with is I don't stop functioning. Now that's a really great thing in most cases. It allows me to be a good blogger. 
It allows me to, um, you know, function highly with emails and quotes. And I mean, we, the amount of referrals we get is, is crazy. But it also, for my sanity, I won't always be able to be in here because it's just eventually going to, I, I might be calling you and saying, I, I've lost my mind. I'm being locked up. So um, it's not going to always be able to be this way. But that is what it is right now. It's great. It just works. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, you know what? Once again, uh, Aaron, we do appreciate your time. Um, I don't think uh, if you, there's no way you didn't get about 10 things out of this. Uh, there was a lot of things that I got out of it, which is some of them it is, is that I believe that you picked the right name of, a, of an agency, which is Integrity. Uh, I believe that you're an example that there's a lot of stuff that can happen in two years in the insurance industry. A lot of people look at it and say, you know, it's a long-term game of 10, 15, 20, 30 years, which I'm not going to say is wrong because renewals are awesome, but you've done so much. Can I say that's wrong? I, okay. Can I say that's wrong? Is that, please. Is that allowed? <laughs> please, 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 you know? I, yeah, I, I think that's wrong, big time. Okay, and then, and you know, and, and so we... we I just think that there's so there's so much that can be learned from you, and and I and I greatly appreciate you taking your time to come on here and kind of share your secrets. And I think that's one of the biggest things to the veteran insurance agents today is that they can't believe the information that we're actually sharing, you know. And you wouldn't believe how many agents, and this is the truth, and this is something you don't even know, Aaron, and a lot of the guests that come on don't. You won't believe how much. Uh, how much mail I'll getting of people saying to me, well, you know, I'm just going to create this right now. Um, so I went to Arizona Wedding Insurance and um, where do you think she got that video done? You know, or yeah, I was mm -hmm. listening to Aaron and I cannot believe you would bring her on somebody who has their um, their office in their in their master bedroom. That's a disgrace mm -hmm. to the industry that you would spread her word, Jason. This is the kind of stuff I get. You know what I mean? And I literally, oh and, and it's what it drives me. So if you're that person sending me that stuff or people, please send it because like I crack up because like some of the yeah. stuff that like Chris came on, I got a, I got a bunch of, of feedback from Chris cause he really, when I did the podcast with him, which if you haven't listened to it, folks, you got to go I do did. it. I did. I did a yeah. whole podcast on with him with listeners, um, to, to all this stuff that, that Aaron and I were talking about. And so many people were like, Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, he's full of baloney. You can't get online leads. Online leads are terrible. You don't need to have a brand. All this stuff. They just tore Chris apart, and it's like you. I just smile as I'm reading them because I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of Michelle. I'm thinking of of Nick Ayers. I'm thinking of Josh Lipstone. I'm thinking of all of these dudes who are killing it, who have used Chris's yeah. guidance. Let alone, and yes, we can keep talking about Chris, but the point is, Chris understands the principles of how to do it. And there are other people out there that do that. We just, I just think Chris is the oh, best yeah. in our space. But it's this this stuff that I get back. So I'm curious to get get with you back um, from what you got from from uh, what your thoughts are from Aaron. But uh, believe me, you guys crack me up with your guys' thoughts. Well, and you know the challenge to that is is that you know they they perception is everything, folks. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything. Would you before today have ever even thought that I function out of my master bedroom? Nope. Sure wouldn't. Nope. Why mm -hmm. is that? Is because when me Chris. All of the people that you mentioned, what those veteran agents who are, you know, hating on us or who brand doesn't do this, brand doesn't do that, that is such an antique way of thinking that I would almost be as bold as saying when they're not around in five years because they couldn't keep up with the market space and Chris and I are rolling around on 20s on, you know, what are they, is that what the kids say? Uh -huh. <laughs> rolling around in, you know, jets and, you know, I would challenge you at that point in time, see how important a brand is then when we buy your agencies because you can't afford to stay open anymore. So oh, yeah. those things, I know, wow, that was really, I might lose some friends. No, I might lose you won't. Guys. It's called being real. That's how we help people in this world is moving them from the comfort zone. That's when they grow. And, and, and you know, let, me throw, let me just say something else, Aaron, real quick. This is a little additive because this is a brand new thought that I had last night because uh, when I got back from convention, I just got back from a two-day convention for Illinois, and I had a lot of people who whenever they're asking you about your agency, they always say to me, they say, how many locations do you have? And I really started yeah. to think about this, and I thought, that's like so old school. Like because who cares? what what and not only who cares what is a location, 
Because here's, oh, that's the de- true. here's the deal. I have a headquarters. That's what Travis and I call this here. But there's only two of us here. And then all of our remote assistants, we have three of those. And they're remote. One's, you know, here still in Illinois. One's in Georgetown, Colorado. And, and since all the rest are in Calcutta, India, should I say that I have an office in Calcutta, India? And matter of fact, I get a lot of business and people, my storefront to some people's Facebook. Sometimes it's Google. Sometimes it's LinkedIn. Sometimes it's Twitter. Like, what does that mean, location? Because people say, oh, well, that's mm-hmm. where you sell insurance. Well, Sarah sells insurance and she does she doesn't she's not here, so is that an office location? I think we need to get out of that frame uh, frame of mind yeah. because also, as you said, you only know three, four, five percent of your people that you've actually like seen face to face. So to them, wherever they find you, whether it's text messenger or whatever, that's the location they're selling at. So I think we need to like get totally out of this. And it goes back to what you said when you're talking about keeping overhead expenses low. We cannot, especially with these commission cuts that are coming, we cannot continue to pride ourselves on the brick and mortar we have, but we need to pride ourselves on the fact that some people during this conversation may have listened and said, I can't believe that Erin Nutting has integrityinsure.com. She's got integrityinheels.com. And now she's got this Arizona wedding insurance.com. Well, in my opinion, that's the new age location. That means she has three locations because that's where people are going. That's where they're getting their questions answered. And in some cases, that's an extension of where they're buying their insurance. And so I want us Agreed. to, I want us to re-question, rethink that whole thing. Cause that's what they always ask you. Oh, really? So uh, are you commercial lines or personal lines? And you tell them, they go, Oh, how many yep. locations do you have? And you're like, not only does it not matter, but I think we need to reframe what the definition of a location is because it's way or, different than it was before. Or what about the book size? How big is your book? Mm-hmm. That's like asking a female her dress size. <laughs> They're going to lie. They're going to lie. They're not going to tell you. If you ask me, Aaron, what size are you? I would be like, oh, Jason, I'm a size two. I'm not. I'm a size four. Let's get serious. So it's like if, if somebody asks your book size, I mean, I'm, I'm very truthful. I don't want I don't talk about it because I don't want other agents to feel like they need to obtain that and other I don't want to feel less adequate for a you know a tenured agent that I don't have a 50 million dollar book of business mm-hmm. but let's get serious that question well I have this big of I have this big a book it does not matter because mm-hmm. at this point in the game your book size is a reflection of what is important to you so if you're if you are growth oriented, then yeah, sure you're going to have a bigger book than someone who's maybe more retention oriented. But what I would say to that is, stop thinking like an old age insurance agent. And I don't know how many times we talked about this on the uh, mastermind group a couple weeks ago that lemonade program. How mm-hmm. many times are insurance agents? They're so terrified that we're going to go out of business because of this new adaptive stuff. Well, guess what? Maybe just get more adaptive. Stop yeah. asking each other the location size. And, you know, calling your, you know, staff, you get it all the time, like that old antique way of thinking, like where you go in, hey, sweetheart, make a policy change. No, come on, folks. Come on, get automated. Stop asking each other the book size and just focus on getting your web presence and your digital presence up and at them. Aaron, you're for real, and you are real, and that's why we really love you. So I appreciate your time uh, here on the Agents Who Influence podcast. I really, really, truly do. Thanks. Hey, I was really nice being on. I appreciate you having me. No problem. No problem whatsoever. So once again, uh, Agents Influence Podcast, trying to make forward change and momentum in the insurance industry. And I feel as if we're doing it and we're doing it not because of Grow and not because of me and not because of Joey or Anna or whoever it could possibly be. It's happening because you're taking your time to sit down and actually educate yourself. You know, I'm starting to realize that a lot of the agents I talk to today tell me that they're not huge readers. And that's something, Aaron, that I actually forgot to talk about with you. But she is actually a reader, but over the last uh, four or five, over the last four or five podcasts I've done, listeners, I I've told you most of the young agents they're not readers of books. But here's the thing that doesn't have anything to them. I think everything's changing. They all read one or two books a year. But what they're telling is is they're getting involved in groups. And uh, you you heard her mention the mastermind. She's part of some other groups as well. But it's about spending your time and listening to things like this podcast. I mean, you literally. I mean, Aaron, you may not know it, but we've been recording 
recording for 57 minutes and 35 seconds. And, and, and that, if you've taken your time to listen to this whole thing, I really can't down you for not reading a book because in a way you kind of learned things that are literally practical to your business, to your finances, and to your family. And that's why we create the Agents Influence Podcast to make you think differently. So tell us your thoughts, tell us your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, and me and Aaron are out. Hey guys, I want something different for you, I really do. You know, you hear me talk about Grow Mastermind all the time, and the one thing I've got to say is, 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 is take that step. The last step's always the hardest. You've been a loyal listener of the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. You're getting better. Take that next step. Join our mastermind. It's a great thing. It's $99 a month, but the reason why we charge is not to make money. It's because those who put skin in the game are those who are going to be the most quality and want to benefit as well as give the most inside a group. So come on and join us. And it's not just $99 a month just because we came up with that. You also get Grow Academy, which uh, is an incredible program that Joey Gingola puts on for us. And, and if you got any questions, go to growprogram.com. You can see under there under programs, you can pick the Academy or the Mastermind. But come on, join us. I'm telling you, you're not going to dislike it. And if you do, you just quit. It's no big deal. It's not for everybody. But so far, everybody that's joined, it's been for them. Grow Mastermind, growprogram.com. Thanks.